Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, Southland chum, the bearded legend, Mr. Paul Levy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to number uh, episode number 66 of the Orient Outlook podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, again uh, this week and uh, just before we crack on a reminder we're contactable as always on Twitter at Orient Outlook we're also on Facebook uh, just search the Orient Outlook podcast like our page and keep up to date there as well yeah also on Instagram yes we are Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast so if you are so inclined to Um, otherwise if you want to get in touch with us and you're not on social media then you can just email us we're orientoutlook at outlook.com very nice yeah let's crack on mate there's so much it's been well it's only been a week (laughs) it's been like two games terrible games but (laughs) there's been a week's worth of updates and uh, yes we're going to crack on so as always supporters club yeah so if you're crazy enough to want to go to York on Saturday 2nd of April uh, you still can you can can get a coach from supporters club it leaves at 8am sharp Prices are £30 for adults, £27 concessions and a £3 uh, non-members charge. Yep. Also, um, from the Supporters Club, you can go to Yeovil uh, on Saturday the 7th of May. Yeovil is not near any train station in particular. It's a good two or three miles. So you would be well advised to get on organised transport there. So Yeovil on the 7th of May. It's a a 9am departure for a three o'clock kickoff. Uh, £27 for your adults, 24 for your concessions. There is a £3 surcharge for non-members as well. That could be a very vital game, that. Could be. Hopefully it could be a vital game. So you After can... this weekend's fixtures, <laughs> that, that, every game's vital now. Yeah, so you could book the, the coaches in the supporters club at home games or on the travel line, which is 07722 Oh. Zero, well done. Yeah, so just as I say, I've been to Yeovil. It is in the middle of nowhere in terms of nowhere near a station. So organised transportation, whilst it might take you ages, is actually much better in the long run. Absolutely. There we go. Starman? Yep, so last few remaining tickets are left. Sunday 1st of May, £60 each. Like we say, it's a great night. Come hang out with the players and come hang out with us. What more could you want? <laughs> yeah, pay 60 quid and come and hang out with us or come to a home game and see us in the South there for nothing. Um, also, very, very interestingly, very interestingly, there's an Orient Line walk on Sunday the 10th of April. Um, leaves the supporters club at 9.30. There's no need to book. There's no charge. You just turn up. Um, essentially, it's a seven-mile walk which will take in... Uh, sites of historical interest, including uh, both um, sites of both the Millfield Stadium and Leebridge Road Stadium, which are former Orient grounds, and also the homes of some of the players who served in the Great War. Um, also, will be pointed out the house where the meeting was held that formed the club, uh, and also a couple of pub stops along the way. Steve Jenkins, um, who is really at the forefront of all of this, um, the historical side of of Orient um, in the First World War. He'll be on hand to bring the walk to life as only as he can. Uh, Be back at the supporters club at about half past four, but as we say, there's a couple of pub stops which will include a lunch, uh, or you can get lunch there. So, sounds really interesting. Yeah, that sounds awesome, actually. Really interesting. So, if you can, get yourself (laughs) down there, get fit and learn about the Orient. Yeah, and it ain't going to cost you. And a few cheeky pints with the pub stops. Only if you're over 18, though. So, anyway, we digress. So, the week that was... (laughs) Monday, 21st of March. So, Jerome Binham-Williams is named in the League 2 team in a week for his performance against Morecambe, where he kept a clean sheet and got an assist and played very well. So, well done, Jerome. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Also, uh, on Monday, uh, Kevin Nolan talks to George Sessions following the Morecambe game. Speaking about Lloyd James, he said, the reason we made the substitutions was because we had a lot of the ball and we know Lloyd is fantastic on the ball. His technical and passing ability speaks for itself and I'm delighted to have him back, which is a real great endorsement, really, because Lloyd's been out with a foot injury yeah. since about December, I think. So, really, really missed him, I think. And he made a great difference when he came on against Morecambe. Spot on. Very good passing bit of calm in the field and look, always looking to get the ball forward, forward. upfield absolutely Kevin Nolan also said he played really well midweek which was a development game and he did well on Saturday but he'll continue to get better he will be a big asset for me and the rest of the team for the last nine games yep Kevin also confirmed that Bradley Pritchard wasn't selected on the bench against Morecambe just due to the strength of the squad so you know a few people thought he might have been injured but no it's just due to him not being able to get into the squad yeah. Kevin also spoke to Guardian Orient um, after the Morecambe game also about Peter Ramage who signed just before the Morecambe game and he said I was very pleased with Rambo he's a great lad and I've known him a lot I've known a lot of people he knows for a long time and knew what I was getting with him I'm delighted that he wanted to come and that's the main thing for me I think you saw in his performance that he's going to be a fantastic addition to what's already a good squad so yeah. Ramage had a very good debut it was good to have him at the back he did have a great debut to be fair composer we're very happy to have him here I've got a lot of negativity from a couple of Newcastle fans and, that, Cov. uh, and your Coventry yeah. colleagues so yeah, it was good um, Tuesday the 22nd of March then Bradley Pritchard joined Stevenage on a one month loan uh, he has played 33 times this season but hasn't really featured since Kevin Nolan came in which you know, we, we've met him and, and I don't say we know him very well but we've got to understand a bit more about him and he's a really really cool guy um, and I think when he was used in his favoured central midfield position that he actually did much, much better and people actually got to see what Bradley Pritchard can do rather yeah. than being shoved on the right wing yeah, I mean, or right back. Every manager who has had Pritchard since he's been here for, since what, summer before last has almost played, always played him on the right of the midfield which isn't his position so, you know, when Hendon came in and played him central in the first couple of games of the season he did do very well and I think, yeah. He's been unlucky and, you know, we've got such great depth in the centre of the park he's been unlucky to lose his place but he's gone to Stevenage he started on Friday against Oxford I don't yeah. know if he started and, today and the last one um, so fair play to him and, uh, hopefully he'll come back a better player and, you know, I guess we'll see if he's got a future on his return Hopefully Also on Tuesday about 730 in the evening, Dover Athletic announced that they have signed Connor Essam on loan until the end of the season. So again, Connor, another one who started the season under Hendon, first first Did choice, well. played centre back with Baldry, done well, got an injury, and when he came back, was never quite the same player. Maybe no. he was rushed. Maybe it's been suggested he had a couple of awful games where he cost the team got, quite know, dearly when he was getting nudged off the yeah, ball. Yeah, really Cambridge, Cambridge Hills brings to mind. Well, I think two of the goals were his fault, yes. and he's. His confidence took a big, big beating and he never seems to recover. So getting back to Dover, who I think are challenging for promotion they in whatever are. league they're in. Vanarama uh, uh, National, I think. No idea. See Which is he, the one below us. See how he comes back and hopefully it'll make him a better player, stronger, yeah. more confident. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. If not, then he's the Vanarama South, which feeds into the National, which yeah. then feeds into League Two. No idea. So Wednesday the 23rd of March, um, from the youth team, Aaron Pollock, he turned 18. So very happy birthday. Day to you, Aaron. Yeah, he's been on the bench a few times, hasn't he? Yes. Aaron Pollock. Yep. Also, the club officially announced Connor Essam's move uh, from Dover to the end of the season. I think Colin said all the papers had to be signed until they, our club would announce it, which they've done, so that was confirmed. Yeah, more good news from the Orient ladies. They finished the season with a 2 1 victory over Camden with goals from Soph Lamarch and a stunner from Page. Yeah, so well done, Page. Well done, um, Soph. Well done, Orient like ladies. I'd like to get some footage of this. Not just this, but just generally from the women. So I don't know if. 
anyone's able to 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 film their games or, or what you yeah. know it's it's a it's a, uh, the branch of Orient so they should be covered yeah uh, Thursday 24th of March ahead of the Ankerton match Kevin Nolan speaks to George Sessions and says Joby has been fantastic and so has Callum their absence only creates opportunities now for the lads that have been sitting on the bench or knocking on my door when they haven't been playing recently a couple of the boys will now get a chance to impress over the two games and keep that away form going and hopefully build on this win at Brisbane Road. We've now got two victories on the spin and if you get a third, you're going into a home game of Hartlepool full of confidence that that is the aim. We'll be working hard to try and make sure that that happens. So, big words there from Kev and full of confidence after two straight wins going into the Accrington game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, the loan window closed, that was it. There's no further signings this season unless Kevin Nolan knows or is made aware of a few... Uh, free free uh, out of contract players that he can sign. Yeah. Um, you know, realistically, that's just that's just how it is for now. Yeah. Um, can't so this, this can't see anymore. Can't see anyone's coming. Can't see anyone's coming. Maybe we'll record a few players. Maybe if we have got bad injuries, but I can't see that either. Yeah. I think I think we are as we are now for the last what seven or eight yeah. games of the season. So agree. Yeah, Friday the 20 Mar- uh, 25th of March, one of the greatest days <laughs> ever in the history of, of days, Amazing. really. So Amazing. it was good Friday, but that aside, it was your birthday. It was. Happy Fair. birthday Thank to you. Thank you, mate. 36 years young. Yeah, absolutely. I was trying to put a collage together during the day, uh, right, and it just wasn't working. And in the end, it got to about 10 o'clock. I was like, oh, I've missed this now. Sorry, mate. Mind. Maybe ne- next, year. next year. I'll do Maybe a better one next year. year. So um, an interesting tweet before the Accrington match from at, at FL Power Rankings. So Leighton Orient have opened the scoring in 12 away league games this season, the second most in England, and have scored in 89.1 of their league games, which is the third best record in England this season. So even though we've been pretty, uh, what's the word, not good in front average. of goal, average in front of goal for the last couple of weeks, months you could say, still third best record in England this season in terms of scoring, that. scoring games. Yeah, Take that. So Accrington Stanley were our opponents. On uh, Friday, so Alex Trisak uh, was in goal. Hunt, Ramage, Brisley, and Binon Williams were your back four. Clahessi at right mid. Nolan, Atangana, Moore were your midfielders, and Simpson and Nandale played up front with subs of Gregory. David, that's David Gregory, uh, who we've signed on loan uh, from Palace. Yep. Shaw, James, Palmer, Payne, Turgut, uh, and Pollock. Yeah, you mentioned earlier. Strong um, bench. That took, took the bench. Yeah. Yep. So uh, one change to the side that started last week. Sammy Moore comes in for Joby McEnough who was on international duty and for me that team is pretty much exactly how I expected it to yeah, line up yeah so. same with you so we've got loads of tweets we can only mention a few um, so thanks for all the tweets we get we'll be mentioning loads later on in the show so firstly at Joe Watts 9 said this team's too narrow they're three central midfielders and a right back as our midfield exactly why we should have got a winger in on loan but watch us win now though I've said that yeah, absolutely. Um, at Rob MCC sixty eight said, "Pleased to see Simpson has a partner attacking intent." Yeah, that's a good point there. So, yeah. unfortunately, a delay on the M six meant that some of those fans got delayed on the way up, uh, but the game still kicked off at three pm because the team weren't delayed. I Correct, think that was the rule, wasn't it? Yeah, um, scheduled, and we started with four four two with Clehesi and Moore on the wings, uh, but. Must say, fair play to Accrington, who made a kind of a big event out of Easter. Yeah. They gave Easter eggs to all the under-12s there before the game, and that game was all the, all the away Orient kids, which was a really nice gesture. Absolutely brilliant. Good and club, Accrington. You know, to be fair, the ref could have postponed it 15 minutes. It wouldn't have killed anybody. It wouldn't have hurt anyone. 
Um, but but that just goes to show you, like somebody tweeted, there were other teams. I think Plymouth, Plymouth. had a game up there and a couple of others. So obviously the M6 with whatever incident yeah, yeah, yeah. was there is, is going to hold everybody up. It's such a shame. But uh, just a few minutes into this 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 uh, this Accrington game, lovely football from us, actually. I can't believe we're, I'm actually <laughs> reading that out. Passing the ball about well, and Jerome Benon-Williams gives it to Sammy Moore, who fired over. Yeah. Good pressure uh, for carried yeah. on. Yeah. Seventh minute now, delay got the ball down, cuts the side but fired his effort wide. Yep, 27 minutes gone. Bin on Williams makes a vital late challenge and deflects Piero Mingoya's close range effort. I like Bin on Williams, I must say. Yeah, He's I done do. very well. Uh, 33rd minute, uh, first book of the match, went to Sean Brisley as he pulled down uh, Accrington's Matty Pearson. Yeah, and then just one minute of added time uh, at the end of the first half. Um, and that ended goalless nothing happened there I believe most fans probably mi- well some fans missed between 20 and 30 minutes of that yeah half. I think some fans did I think it was already getting there so my thoughts on the first half sounded about even a typical Nolan away first half where keep, it, half. keep it KG keep, keep your home side contained and try and try and break with a bit of attacking intent that, that was exactly what Nolan goes for I think in his first half especially away from home yeah yeah, I agree. At smudge underscore LOFC tweeted us and he said, Clahesi still can't clear the first man. Too much hoofball. Come on, you O's. And at Wallerad, uh, who said, it is like an end of season game with nothing to play for. Both sides are very poor. Yeah, Thanks for your tweets again at halftime. You know, the fact we can't go to these away games, but we get tweets from people who yeah. are at the games is just fantastic. So, you know, keep them coming. Absolutely. Attendance was announced 2,783. Uh, with 555 Leighton Orient Very, yeah. For, good, for, for a bank holiday, to go to Accrington. Outstanding. That is very good. We packed out there away. And That's I mean, very we had, good. what, nearly a quarter of the ground? Yeah, we did. Absolutely. So, Amazing. fair play to those, to those who went to you. So, second half kicked off. Um, no changes for the O's, but in the 51st minute, a terrible start to the second half. Accrington took the lead. Um, long ball in uh, from their wing. Went to Billy Key, who chested the ball <coughs> down. Scott Brown was running onto it. Took it first time, got quite a bit of power on his low shot. Beach is a good finish to be fair, but I think Brisley could have done better to close his man down as he I was think running Sammy in. Sammy Moore could have closed his was man down. You might, I think Moore, it was Sammy Moore, yeah. Moore was behind, it was Sammy he Moore. could have You're right. challenge. It was Sammy Moore, so maybe <coughs> Sammy Moore could have been a bit smarter there, a bit quicker. Um, but I, f- I felt Chizak was not, didn't really have much of a chance. Nah. Uh, it was a good finish by the guy. Uh, and Chizak made a great save just two minutes late which McConville got played for on goal Chizak out very very quickly Quick, yeah. um, and saved with his leg with his legs uh, good save and pivotal moment in the game because if that goes in we're looking at 2-0 down and no way back from that I would have thought no absolutely um, cup just a minute later quite an active first 15 minutes 10-15 yeah. minutes Jay Simpson in the 54th million uh, 54th minute even um, he won a tackle cut inside his man goes past another but can only side foot his effort wide of the goal. So that was a real great cut, cutting edge opportunity yeah. for us to, to, to bring it back. Um, but sadly, just Jay just couldn't do it. Yeah, 57th minute, Brisley header um, was held by the Accrington keeper, Etheridge. And in the 61st minute, double sub as Moore and Nandalee got replaced by Turgut and Palmer. Now, I must say, I do like... The fact we seem to make subs earlier rather than later these days. Yeah. We seem to go give, a bit earlier. Give them as much opportunity to impact the game as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Unlike Russell Slade, who used to sort of make his changes quite late into the game. So I think Slade, you could always time around the 75th to 80th minute, Slade would start thinking about yeah. his changes. Yeah, absolutely. In the 64th minute, that's just three minutes after these substitutions, uh, Brisley missed his, uh, misses the first header and then tries to head it back to Chisak. 
So, um, my, from what I understand there, Jerome Binham-Williams miskicked a clearance. It fell to Brisley, and Brisley's trying to put it back to Chisak. But McConville, uh, I think that's the right one, he, yeah. nipped, he nipped in. McConville went round Chisak, but before... Before that, he could sort of, you know, before the ball could sort of hit the back of the net, Chisak recovered and pushed the ball out for a corner. Yeah, it's proper mad. So, uh, Brisley as well, Chisak, to be fair. It's proper shouting at him. So, he's right to, though. If yeah. you're going to pass it back to him, you've got to do it firmly. Yeah, lucky to get away with that. He keep it yeah. 1-0, 78th minute. Ramage gets his first booking for the O's as he uh, brought down Billy Key. Yeah, 84th minute. Fraser Shaw came on for Sean Clahessey. You didn't understand this sub, did you? I thought at that point in the game, why not bring Lord James on? The one midfielder who can drive you forward, especially in the absence of Joby McEnough. Yeah, and I, I agree. A midfielder who can find a forward pass. You agree there, didn't you? I absolutely agree. I, th- I think with Lloyd James on the bench wire, and, and you need to get some, some passing into the box, you need passing onto heads, into feet, um, and just to keep the ball a bit more, but be a lot more attacking. Lloyd, Lloyd James, for me, offers that. You know, yeah. He can split defences with his, some of his passes. Yeah. Um, but uh, Fraser Shaw went uh, into left back and Jerome Benon Williams went to left mid and Blair Turgot switched right, from left yeah. mid uh, to fill in on the right where Sean Hess has just vacated yep uh, 90th minute so Mingoya forced a good save from Chizak uh, at his near post and then four minutes of injury time are added but no chances are created as the O's slipped to a very costly 1-0 defeat and Kevin Nolan's first league away defeat. Yeah, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's Accrington uh, doing the double on us. Yeah, they did. They beat us one or home earlier in the season. Yeah, so, yeah. so uh, at Dulcet Dave interviewed Kevin Nolan. He did. After the match. So, a few quick tweets from Dulcet Dave. He said, Kevin Nolan said he thought his side's first half performance was very good, but his side didn't deal with the balls played behind the defence. He wouldn't use the absence of Joby McEnough as an excuse. He, Kevin thinks that on an international weekend, all games should be all off, and not only if clubs have three players unavailable, and is looking for a reaction from his team on Monday. The players will be preparing on Saturday and Sunday for Hartlepool on Monday. Yeah, well, in our leagues, Kevin, just to let you know, there really aren't that many international players, yeah. so it's not really something that usually has an impact on us in League Two. Um, so the league table uh, standings after that, unfortunately, after that loss... And due to Wickham beating Mansfield, we slipped down to eighth in the league and out of the playoff places. Uh, only by a point, though. Yeah. So we played at this point, this is after Accrington on Friday, played 38, won 16, drawn 11, lost 11. We had 59 points with arguably the worst goal difference in the top, uh, with a goal difference of plus four. Yeah. Um, so we'll come back to the table after we've covered the Hartlepool match. What I will say is that Kevin also went on to say that he thought Billy Key was the difference between the two teams. So Atkinson, obviously, Billy Key's their front man. Yeah. And they played to Billy Key's strengths. Yeah. Which you get him to Key, Key will hold it up and knock it down. He's key to their team. I like what you've done there. Thanks, mate. We've got a better player than Billy Key. We've got Jay Simpson. But I think the difference now is that we don't play to Jay Simpson's strengths. No, we don't. And I, I, I think I make a comment on that. I think we play more to Kevin Nolan's strengths. Interesting. In a setup, fine. In a four-four-one-one with him, but he's now adapted that. But I still think that potentially we, yeah, we, we absolutely don't play to to Jason Nolan's strengths. Whereas Ian Hendon used to set the team up to Jay Simpson's strengths. Yes. Agree. That's the difference. Yeah, we'll come on to that. We've got a lot of tweets about that later, yeah. I think. So, your views on the Accrington yeah. Stanley game, Mr. Lee? Um, obviously, after a loss, you know, with, with very few positives to take from it, I think it's sad to have to say this, but I don't think Hess and Tyler, Andy Hess and Tyler and Lee Harrison are necessarily making the right calls when Kevin Nolan's on the pitch. I can't obviously hear what they're saying, but 
That said, you know, I think Kevin Nolan maybe ought to spend a little bit more time on the touchline managing and getting his ideas across and then maybe coming on as an impact sub to change a game. Once, yes, fair point. You know, in the 70th minute, 75th, maybe he can impact the last 15, 20 minutes. Um, sounds like, to me, uh, from what I could, could gather, it sounded like the, the game, the Accrington game was crying out for a ball player, someone like Lloyd James, but, you know, they decided to bring on... Fraser Shaw and moved Jerome, who's a left back, into left midfield. It's kind of square pegs round holes to me, which it doesn't need to be like that. Also, another game where the opposition play over the top and our centre backs have not coped so well. Um, Simpson hasn't been flourishing since Nolan came in, which is obviously a huge concern. Uh, and it's really his goals that have kept us in play of contention. And it seems the team, as I said a moment ago, oh. are set up around Nolan, whereas Hendon. It was set up around Simpson. Yep. Um, he knew who his top man was, and he set a team up around that, as many other play other other teams do. Uh, to not have you know shots on goal and to to not make their keeper work for me in 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 any football match, whether it's professional or not, um, is is just very very poor. And so that's in respect. In fact, we didn't have any shots on target. We had target. shots, but we didn't have any shots on target, on target in that match, yeah. did we? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So just when we need to be hitting form, being consistent and build on the two wins that we'd had previously, this loss for me is absolutely disappointing. Yeah, well said. Uh, for me, yeah, massive opportunity missed, but Accrington and Stanley were above us in the league and they have been quality in this season. I don't they have. Forget yeah. that. They've been very good, one of the strongest teams no I've disrespect to them. at yeah, Brisbane right. Road. Whilst a win would have been great, it sounds like we didn't deserve anything from the game. I think Nolan was honest after the match of his assessment. As much as Nolan knows, tightened up the defence, our attack doesn't look as threatening. And I think that's the big thing at the moment, isn't it? The defence looks spot. fine, much better than what it did under Hendon. Yeah. But the midfield and attack's gone the other way. We look less likely to score. So Hendon's attitude mental. for me seemed to be, all right, you score as many goals as you want, but we'll score one more than you. Whereas he uh, Nolan's attitude is more, no, 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 we're just not going to let you Absolutely. score. Absolutely. But also, we'll, we'll, we'll try and counter you. Yeah. The subs, I like the first two subs. I thought they were good, good attempt. The third, I wasn't sure about really with, you know... Um, I think it was Claire Seifer for sure. sure. Yeah. Jay Simpson starting to look tired and he's getting marked out of games. And when he's being marked out of games, we don't seem to have a plan B to try and do anything else. We don't change our style to adapt to that, which we should be doing. Should he be doing something about that? Trying to lose his marker, trying to be a bit more difficult, playing a bit Possibly. more intelligently? I think he's an intelligent player. I think he gets frustrated easily, yeah, as you would, and he's not the strongest. He's not. His his game isn't based on his strength. So if he's got a six foot massive defender bearing down on him, then his options are quite limited. If if he's if he can't get to the ball, um, but good point there. Yeah, should he adjust his game? Yeah, fair point. Um, results in other games didn't go our way, but saying that a win versus Hartlepool could make the table look very different. Yeah, it's amazing what you right in hindsight, isn't it? Coming forward, so <laughs> hindsight's a wonderful, wonderful thing. <laughs> So those were our, our views. Um, we got loads and loads of views, so sorry if your view doesn't get read out, but we do have to temper uh, it, otherwise we'd be here for hours and hours. If your view doesn't get read out on Accrington and Stanley, it probably will get read out against Hartlepool. So we try and limit the amount of tweets we read per podcast. Absolutely. So the first one um, on the list here, at best snooker JP, very poor. Accrington, Stanley are a good team. Two away on international duties is difficult. Must win against Hartlepool and Bank Holiday Monday. Safe journey home. Uh, Chris underscore Holmes 24 said, don't think we are good enough to go up. We don't create enough chances and there isn't enough pace or creativity in the side. Nolan has done very well with the squad he inherited, though. More organised and disciplined and underhanded. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. More disciplined, definitely more organised. Just the, the forward lot who seem to not be as pivotal as what they were. Yeah, and in response to Chris Holmes's uh, tweet, we had Orient Chris, Chris replying, put, 
Put another way, we need clean sheets to take points as we have no creativity and score too few goals. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Richie J. Bourne said, as a creative force today, that was poor. The last 20 minutes of the game was a non-event. At smacker8421 said, the awful Hendon summer signings seem to be gradually reappearing under Nolan. Thought we'd seen the back of them. At David G. Boone said, the game was about subs. O's needed James as we're without Joby and his flair. Jay is being marked out of the games and desperately needs supply. And in response to that, at Marquios1106 said, Madness not to play Lloyd today. The one player available who can actually create opportunities from centre mid. Yeah, good point. At Orient underscore 17 said, Always was going to be a tough match. But if we win our next four, which we have to, then we will be in with a good chance. At Paul Jamo 63 too inconsistent for promotion this season. Just can't see it happening. Yeah, at Latas underscore C. Said Simpson marked out of the game, but not enough now in the team to capitalise on the gaps left. That's what, that's what we came to yeah. for. Uh, how about James and Payne in front of the back four? Question mark. Yeah, and in response to that, S. Churchill at S. Churchill said Simpson was poor, not clever enough, and no real effort to make runs, lazy in parts. So, yeah. I do agree with that. I, yeah. I, he appears, maybe it's not, and it's just how his game is, but he just does appear lazy. It doesn't. Today apart, he was does, better today, doesn't seem to chase stuff down. If it doesn't come into him, yeah, no, he's saying yeah. Really, look like he cares that much. So in response, Flatas underscore C came back and said, "But Jay only needs one chance when bad." And I would agree with that. He normally puts them in, so he can be doing nothing for eighty minutes. But if the ball drops him in the box of the current squad, he's probably the best player we've got to finish it. Yeah. Uh, also, we don't have enough. Uh, or any game changes to come off the bench then he's probably right he's probably right with that Palmer can change a game when he comes on but not necessarily nick you a vital goal if you need one same with Nandalay I would say probably yeah at MX Quick said nothing but wins from the remaining fixtures is a must now and at Case Showing sent us a massive uh, email stroke tweet so thanks for that Case uh, Showing uh, we cut it down a bit so he said another game when Paul James marked into oblivion and yet another game where we couldn't exploit the space that this must have created don't get me wrong, we've improved since Nolan took over, but we sound like we're locked into the defend and nick a goal on the break mode of play. When, like today, we went behind and it called for us to change tactics, there didn't seem to be another plan that we could call upon. And at this stage in the season, that just isn't good enough. So, yeah, so it doesn't seem to be a plan B, just one style of football, and if we go behind, we don't adapt, that's it. Yeah, that's a good point, it. yeah. At Ben LOFC said, three shots all game, zero on target. Cannot afford to settle for stats like that if we seriously want playoffs. By the way, who broke Jay Simpson? <laughs> uh, at Westy 999, Simpson poor again in my opinion. Surely time to sub him earlier or start somebody else. Done very little this year. That's an interesting one about Jay Simpson. Yeah. Doesn't ever seem to be the one who gets subbed. It's always Nandalay for Palmer or Palmer for Nandalay. Yeah. It's never, it's never you Jay know, Simpson. Simpson off. Yeah. But I think for the reason you mentioned earlier, it just falls to him. If it's going to fall to someone in the box yeah. in the 80th, 85th, 90th minute, who do you want it to fall Absolutely. to? Absolutely. And that's probably the reason why. At uh, El Swallow 74 approach the game too defensive and play for nil-nil. Poor subs when chasing the game and Nolan, again, should have been subbed. Yeah, Jane Crane said, I don't care how bad your team is done, don't shout abuse at them as they leave. And sadly, few Orient fans were doing it. Wow. In response, at Purple, Dudders said, some of our fans are sadly deluded and expect us to win every week. We are League 2 for a reason. <laughs> yeah, Stratis Boy said, everyone can see our midfield's our problem. All the same sort of players. And that is one pace. Yeah, good point. Good, good point. point. At Leighton Stonian said, not a great O's performance, but not a disaster either. Not sure why some fans felt so aggrieved. JBW was solid. Nolan suspect. It's amazing though. No, a lot of criticism for Nolan as a player. Who would have thought? 
Who would have thought? Played Premier League football this season. Unbelievable. And last week from the Atkinson, uh, from the at the occasional one, said worst I've seen them play in forty years. It was awful. I have four free tickets for Monday, and they're gonna burn. That's my last game of the season. So did he not? Did the occasional one? Did you not see anything under Liverani? He's probably seen a lot more. What brush? Paul Brush. Yeah. Um, did you not see any yeah. of those games? So. Wow. Again, face all the tweets we got. We mentioned we only mentioned tweets to come into apt or in outlook and we mentioned more your tweets after the Hartlepool game. So prediction league update, only one, got it right. Well done to at CM Oriental, who corrected the one 0 defeat, and there'll be more in the prediction league after the Hartlepool match. You know, it does amaze me some of the tweets that we get coming in with some of the score predictions. Mate, is it other people are taking the mic. <laughs> no, I don't think And that. I don't mean the ten nil one that came in today and the yeah, four nil yeah. and the five. I don't mean those I just mean that those are either people that genuinely think we're gonna beat Teams away in Tonkin like two three nil. Yeah, but the problem is you look at you look on paper and every game of the season you look on paper and you go we're going to tonk this team <laughs> and it doesn't seem to be apart from the first five games. Uh, like today, you look at this you look at the lineups and you go it's a no brainer, isn't it? Hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And also just to revert back to what we said in episode sixty five, or sorry, what you said in episode sixty five that if we beat Accrington that we would nick third spot. That's not going to happen it's now, guys. I'm sorry to get your hopes up. No. I got my hopes up as well, yeah, to be fair. You're um, quite excited by that. But I still stand by it. Had we beat Agneton, our season would have been different. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> let, let's not dwell on that. Saturday the 26th of March, the under-18s make it six wins from six as they beat local rivals Southend 2-0. Yeah. Um, goals coming from Sam Dalby and Sam Alderson. Well, so well done, boys. Yeah, well done. The young O's smashing at the moment. Sunday 27th of March, head of the Hartlepool match, Peter Ramage spoke to George Sessions and said, we've got to try and shut Hartlepool out at the back and nick a goal. So before I go anymore, that's a weird quote. Nick a goal at home to a team who are fifth from bottom. No? Yeah, really? Um, you never know with the attacking players we've got. If we get one, we could possibly go on and get two or three because we have set we have that much quality in the squad. So I like that quote because I think I think all we need to do is get an early goal against someone and we will absolutely pulverise them. I think it's just that one early goal. Should we get an early goal on Saturday away to York and they have to come at us? We will pulverise them. Or another team who visit us or whatever. Yeah. He just wanted to say, of course I'd love a clean sheet, but that is an obvious statement. But it's about getting victories on the board and giving yourself as much of an opportunity as possible to get up there for the end of the season. Yeah, there you go. So that was yesterday, uh, 27th of March. Today is Monday the 28th of March. We had Hartlepool at home. Um, yep, starting off with the team. Yep. Lining up, Chisak in goal, Klahesi at right back, Hunt came in from right back to centre back uh, Ramage and Jerome Binon Williams uh, were your defence so the obvious change there is well we'll come on to that later yeah. Atangana Payne Nolan Simpson were your midfield and uh, Palmer sorry Atangana Payne and Nolan were your midfield Simpson Palmer Nandwale were your strikers apologies yeah. getting a bit carried away there <laughs> subs were po- uh, Gregory Pollock Shaw James Moore Turgut and Josh Karoma <laughs> okay, and uh, <laughs> that meant that there were two changes from Morecambe Jack Payne and Ollie Palmer come into the side Sean Brisley picked up an injury at Accrington that's why he wasn't included yep. in the squad today and first year scholar Josh Caroma named on the bench where yeah. does that come from? Masharona who? 
it's a track called My Sharona. It's like an old track. Okay. But um, on first looks, that team looks very attacking. I was very happy with that when I saw that. Okay. Very um, attacking. I just had a bad feeling about this game before I came to the ground today. I could see I could see why Payne and Asagana were there to protect the back four. And I thought the rest would just go and attack. The only criticism I could say in my notes, I put, could argue that Lloyd James deserves to start. Yeah, but I was pleased at Clancy not in right midfield because I don't like him there. Because um, I don't because he's not a right midfielder, and it was attacking. And after having no shots on target, it was obvious that Nolan wanted to try and attack more, especially being the home team yeah. and playing a team who were what fourth or fifth from bottom yeah. at the start of the day. So I think so. I was you? happy with that. So again, loads of tweets. We'll only mention a couple from the first one at uh, from at Mort Jig, who just said, "God help us." At Lee Feingold said, squad, no width then. Guess long balls up to Palmer and Nandole. Yeah, you guessed, you guessed right. I think you Yeah, you did. So the match <laughs> kicked off. It was a pretty quiet opening 15 minutes. Hartlepool clearly looking for Gray out on the wing. Yeah. Uh, kept playing the ball on the right-hand side. We looked quite lethargic, poor passing, very poor first touches. And, and Hartlepool looked a little bit sharper. And, and the did. better of the two teams, really. They looked like they were more up for it. And that's not the first time that we've said that in this podcast about no, our team spe- this season. Especially in the first half. Especially some of the first half performances have just been... Lacking, L- lacking, lazy. Lazy is probably not the right word, but just lackluster. Unmotivated. Yeah, lackluster. Perfect word to use. You know, and after the Atkinson game, you know, you'd, you'd think they'd come out and get a positive reaction, and it was just very. No one was really driven. It was yeah. Just, were they, they tired? Just, yeah. Were they worn out? Don't but know. then Hartlepool would played on um, Friday, so they've yeah. had the same rest plus a travel down. Absolutely, to absolutely. Here, so. so the game never really got going. I would no. say twenty eighth minute. Nandale put head wide. Um, he possibly could have done better with possibly Palmer then cut in from the left but his shot was deflected wide looked like it was going in for a moment yeah the keeper had a late stretch and was getting nowhere near it but I think the wind took it away from the goal and we had a good spell of pressure there uh, Simpson had a, vo- a volley uh, that was blocked from two yards out so we were looking good and Nolan had a shot at the back post but Carson saved he was quite, quite good there another keeper Carson. that's come to us or played against us and, and had an outstanding uh, game which we'll mention a bit later on as well 43rd minute Hartlepool got a free kick ball comes into the box and it's headed in by Billy Painter um, he's offside thankfully I didn't think he was I, I wasn't really paying that much attention I, I haven't, to the line I haven't seen it since it went in it looked it looked like it wasn't that obvious if it was offside and he yeah. went off celebrating quite quickly we got um, a very late flag there. so lucky there no one no one in the, in a red shirt claimed that though no, 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 no you're right, that. you're right. So, so, lucky to get in at the break at nil-nil. So, for me, that was an awful first half. I've got to be honest, that's probably one of the worst first halves I've seen this season, if not the worst. And for me, if that was an Ian Hendon team, that team would have got booed off. Some There was a bit there of There was a few boos, and I don't boo, I don't boo anyway. But I think, at the moment, no one is getting away with stuff that Ian Hendon wasn't getting away with from the crowd reaction. And, <clears> and that's <throat> because I think no one is probably more likeable or his reputation is, is, is running respected. for him. But for me, things that I could see from the first half, Nolan kept on dropping too deep to try and get involved with the play because he yeah. wasn't getting involved at all. So he ends up dropping deep. And then you've got Payne and Atangana also too deep with him, which means there's no one in the middle of midfield. There's a massive hole. Yeah. yeah, so when they pump it forward, no one's there. there's no one there to pick it up. Simpson, he, Simpson was trying today. He couldn't get involved because he just couldn't get any of the ball. There was no service to him. There's always long to even now delay or Palmer and none of the knocks downs were going at Simpson so even though Simpson got the ball he was looking lively and quick 
he, he couldn't get involved. And my last observation that I've made plenty of times, but he keeps lining up week after week. Sean Clare, can't cross. And he always tries to, to try as, to beat a man when he should just cross it first time. And the odd, and the odd occasion where he does beat his first man is when he doesn't mess about and then he just crosses it as opposed to going on the outside and on the inside. He was terrible today. So, Sean, if you're listening, we're encouraging you to cross it first time, <laughs> not take the extra touch or try and go around the man, just get the ball in the box because that's what you're good at. Yeah, it was, just, it, was, it was just really... I felt drained after that first half. I didn't enjoy that first half. I didn't come away thinking that was enjoyable. I didn't see any positives that we could take into the no. second half either. No, I, I actually thought there'd be a triple substitution at half-time. Oh, really? I actually thought he'd do all three, yeah. Yeah, so he didn't do any, did he? No. So we had loads of tweets again half-time. A few will mention. Uh, I think this is... A great tweet from at the menace eighteen eighty one, who says, "I think Nola needs to decide if he's a manager or a player while on the pitch. Seems neither one or the other at the moment." Which is what I was, yeah. Which I mentioned in in my post match thoughts on uh, on Accrington. But Stiggy sixty four said, "In a world full of change, Clahess's inability to get a decent crossing remains constant." <laughs> Very good. What a brilliant tweet. Uh, Jamie Buck 98 says, Clahessi has got to go past his sell by day. So Clahessi came in for a lot of criticism on our town run um, at half-time, which is such a massive change to the first five games he had. When we played the Diamond, he was bombing forward and all his crosses would be superb into you know, Simpson on McCallum's head. But over the last, I'd say, two, three months, it's been shocking. It has been. Don't know what's happened. The, the attendance was announced 5543 5,500 fans 359 Hartlepool fans did not look like 359 Hartlepool fans I think they were just spread out they fair play to them that's a long way to come it is a long way, a long way to come on a bank holiday yeah. which is if you're going to do it that's, that's the best time to do it yeah so second um, half kicked off no changes for Orient so no surprisingly I'd say no changes yeah um, second half was only four minutes old with Jake Carroll done well down the left uh, crossed in and Payne was at the back post all by himself Taps at home. One so nil. poor. So that, that originally started from their end. Yeah. And Nandole didn't close it out properly. So it was lax, quite lackadaisical, you know. He was quite yep. sort of... There was no sense of urgency to him. And his man has mm. then allowed to take the ball Just all the way up the pitch. He's tracking the guy, but the guy's got a yard or two on him because he's not tracked him properly. And no one else has come across to cut that out, really, yeah. to, to really sort of deal with that. So the guy gets his cross in, and how can you allow Billy Painter? Either Jerome's got to pick that up as the left-back, or Pe- Peter's got to pick it up as, as the left-sided centre-back, or one of the midfield boys has got to pick up Billy Painter. So one of three, what? at least three people have got to pick that up. What about, no Cla- one did. What about the right-back, though, who doesn't get anywhere near the left wing? Clessie was not, not even in the shot when the cross comes in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But if you'd have picked Billy Painter out, and if you'd have defended against that, then that would have gone somewhere else. Yeah, so one down, it was probably coming. So 60, Catalogue of errors. 61st minute, double sub. Uh, as Nan Delay got replaced by Turgut, and Shaw came off for Nolan, which got a few... Up- Cheers, but I thought they were ironic cheers, I weren't they? I don't know if people were genuinely pleased to see Nolan go off. I, I thought they were, ironic, they were ironic cheers, I thought. So that meant we switched to a 4-4-2. So uh, Ben on Williams went to left wing, didn't he? he Turner did. went to right, right wing, wing and Fraser Shaw went to left, left back. So yep. it's obviously something they've been working on in training. Yeah, you can, but Jerome Ben on Williams is a left back, not a left midfielder. Don't get me wrong, Charlie <laughs> Daniels was a left midfielder that got moved into a left back position. Doesn't always work the yeah, other yeah. way around. Yeah, so it's a different job. We switched to four four two, and in the 69th minute, things got worse as Thomas 
got past Shaw far too easily. Could, he don't want to get into that position anyway. Then beats Shaw really easily, gets into a good position, and he's thinking he might square it here. Puts his laces through it, beats Chizak. Beats Chizak. Made it 2 0. Good goal. Chizak might have done better. I don't know. Possibly. I have seen it again. Took, he takes it well. Takes it really well. But I think Chizak isn't expecting the shot to come at him as fast as what it was. No. And maybe Shaw should have done better. And at 2 0, the way we were playing. We game over, there. game over. It's one of those days when it Shaw could have done better. He shouldn't get into that position. And yeah, maybe she's like the same. Skinned it, didn't he? Yeah. Shaw standing there watching. He it. did. So, seventy uh, third minute, Simpson did well um, on the edge of the box, but his shot was blocked. Yep, seventy fourth minute. I assume this was a great save from Chizak. Uh, he gets. He was a full stretch. And he tips away the shot from Hawkins. It, that was going in. That was dipping right into the, the wind. I think had some input in that as well. Great second Chizak. I mean, Very had you gone three down, I think you would have seen him. I think I'd an exodus, yeah. complete exodus. I would have thought. Seventy fifth minute, James came on for pain. Bit, yeah, bit, bit too late. You reckon? Bit too little, too late. Yeah, yeah. possibly. Um, probably five minutes, ten minutes. He could have done with uh, longer. So but within two minutes, James put a superb ball in the box. He it put was. a superb ball. It in was the almost box. like that ball shouldn't have gone there because of the way his body was facing. It was like his body was facing the West Stand, but he's managed <laughs> yeah. to curl that towards us somehow. And it was such a good ball, he fought all the orange forwards because nobody followed up. It, it just went, no one followed up. But had, I guess, Simpson read it better or Palmer read it better. It just went out, didn't it? Yeah. Just went out. And, then two, and about a second later, he, James plays another ball into Turgut, actually putting a decent cross. Uh, but you can see what James is offering to the team almost straight away. Straight away. 78th minute, Turgut uh, had a header. I think it was from, it was from a corner, wasn't it? Turgut yes. had a header. Turgut gets header in, going in, but Featherstone blocked it on the line, so it looked like it could have been a penalty. Forearm, 100% forearm. It's I difficult saw that. We haven't, we haven't seen it again since. 100% forearm. So debatable penalty. Or, for, or bicep, somewhere along there. So penalty, but, not, but unfortunately penalty. not given. And the players appealed it. And they appealed it. And it, I guess if, if he gives the penalty, he was also going to send his man off for handballing on the line yeah. so that wasn't going to happen again another game changing moment not going our way unfortunately Weak. and Weak we were having some good pressure there and in the 80th minute a great save as uh, Jerome Benon Williams' header is going in and that Carson again superbly made a great save there yeah done made very well save, yeah, and at that yeah. point you're just thinking oh it's not to be today is it yeah and then we noticed uh, JBW I'm going to call him JBW yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, and Turgut and Turgut swap wings didn't they yeah so again, something that they probably Allowing worked on their training. to cut in. Yes, yeah, different so options. on their strong yeah, yeah. foot and go for curlers. Yeah. 88th minute, Joe Simpson again does well, turned his man in the box, in the box, sorry. I yeah. think he was only about 10, 12 yards out, but his shot was, was well saved again by Carson. I remember that, yeah. Simpson, Simpson done everything right there. Done his man. He had a block as well. Head he? low, foot through it. The keeper was just at the right place. Correctly made a good save, yeah. Himself. Not had day. Four minutes of injury time were added. Chizak made a good save actually from Woods who broke away otherwise it would have been 3-0 yeah he did um, and we lose the game 2-0 2-0 yep so in America. Kevin Nolan we're just going to keep it short and sweet tonight yeah. for Kev said over the last two games I think a lot of us have to have a long hard look at ourselves that's what I've just said to the boys in there to have a hard look at ourselves because we're playing within ourselves and not playing to our standards so again I like what Nolan says he says the right things and you know he's got to have a positive response on Saturday against York Got to. Uh, give them a couple of days rest and then just get back to it, really. So, yeah. league table, as it stands more clearly now, that defeat means, unbelievably, we are still eighth in the table. It just shows you how poor this division actually is. We are two points outside the playoff places. 
if we win on Saturday, we could be in the playoff places. Yeah, yeah. if results go our way, but we mad. don't want results to go our way. We want to have it in our own destiny that we're there because not because someone else got a lucky loss from somewhere else. We want to be there and in control of it. If we can it's lose, not the way to to do it. If we can lose on Saturday and we win, we're we're seven. Yes, and we've taken no points in our last two games. It's, this season, such a crap this season. This season has just been the completely complete season of just wasted opportunity, really, hasn't it? It's it is crazy the way this has been. Poor, poor league. It really is where you can not lose a game and not really lose any ground on on where you are. I mean, like like you say, yeah. If if, if that happens, then we go. We um, go seventh by a point. We, yeah, yeah. By, by yeah. So play so, thirty eight, one sixteen, drawn eleven, lost 12, 59 points. Um, with a goal difference of now plus two which yeah. is the worst in the top uh, 11 of so the league that's where we're at so it's not all doom and gloom amazingly it should be but, yeah, but it feels it's not like it, so it? I think it might be after your view so well <laughs> it's, it's such a shame we're doing one podcast with two negative yeah, with two yeah. double negative in it and you know we try not to be ranty and whatnot, but I think we did lose our for shizzle today with for shizzle. Yeah, I'd never seen you so animated um, about. I was really, I was really animated to Sean Clancy because for the week after week, it's the same errors being made, and if I made the same errors after my job, my boss would pull me up and. So you know what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah, you know that doesn't do that. Yeah, I, to be fair, I was very animated today. It got to me today. Yeah. And it doesn't normally get to me. me I, can, I can normally shake it off, but today it was just appalling. Yeah, it was so. Doesn't mean to be a rant. Um, any, any of the players at the club that are listening, we do try to be as constructive as possible. But an absolutely shocking result and performance. I'm, I'm genuinely, I left the ground annoyed. Um, I can, I've said it in other podcast episodes, I can take losing if we've played well, but we've been a bit unlucky. I yeah. can take that. Yeah. Um, but what I can't take is when we play, play poorly, we show no heart, no desire, no enthusiasm, no industry to get full, to, to, to get the ball into decent positions and, and just absolutely do our utmost to, to, to score. It just I know that's obviously the target and people are trying to do that, but it just doesn't look like it. We, I didn't have a good feeling about this game before kickoff. Um, the people were just not closing down we're not winning second balls particularly well there just didn't seem to be any fight long balls out from Hunt and and um, Ramage um, for Palmer and Nandale to try and win when you know it's cold and blustery the wind's blowing around you'd be better off playing it to feet where these actually Oli Palmer's got good feet Jay Simpson's actually got good feet Nandale's got good feet so rather than trying to punt it forward and it doesn't work it's got to go on the floor Jay Simpson hasn't been trying as hard once chances laid on a plate is something I've noticed that's harsh apart from today's game I don't see Jay Simpson really putting in much effort I don't see him really chasing stuff down I really don't see him doing a lot of running I really don't see much other than the 22 goals that he scored earlier in the season I think that's harsh on Jay Simpson because we play so slow if you're a striker who plays on your pace and tries to get in through the last man it's not going to happen you could have uh, I don't know Aguero in our team and he wouldn't score because we play too slow we're more suited to like a Harry Kane person who will hold up and get involved and that's not that's not what but Jay we've got Palmer and Nandola and none of that happens but they're not very good <laughs> sometimes they're not very good yeah but the players we're playing against <laughs> are also not very good they're in League 2 for a reason <laughs> Um, I'm not going to go on about this but Clahessi's crossing has got to be sorted out I don't know how as as part of your job is to cross the ball in how you can fail so miserably yeah. more often than not 
Um, we looked much better when Lloyd James came on. Yep. Um, although I thought Payne did do well, he won his fair share of the balls, and and all right, he plays sideways a lot. But more importantly, I I like I like what he does. Um, this is not. This is us out of the playoffs now. You reckon? I don't think we're going to get back in and actually end up in the playoffs come the end of the season. I don't think it's worth kidding ourselves anymore. We've got no consistency. We don't really ever look threatening and dangerous and like we're actually going to tonk a team. And I don't agree that um, Kevin Nolan post-match said that his game was okay when he asked how he thought he did. Yeah. Because I don't think anyone was okay right. today. And I think Kevin Nolan is being carried in the team. Wow. Actually, okay. I, I haven't written that down, but I actually think that he's he's being carried in the team rather than carrying the team, he's, which I would expect him to be carrying. He's definitely been a disappointment on the field, I would say, since he's been playing, which is a strange one. So maybe he's not fit, maybe he's got an injury that no one knows about. Well, then he should be playing. Some. Oh, absolutely. Him but and Hess and uh, Lee Harrison and... Um, you've, got to, you've, got, you've, got, you've got to argue, though, is... In their eyes, there's an 80% Kevin Nolan better than 100% Bradley Pritchard or better than 100% Lloyd James or no. Sammy Moore. Different players now. Well, in their, their eyes, he is because yeah. he's starting. But we'll see. So he's my views, uh, very poor today. I was quite excited when I saw the lineup. I thought it would be really attacking and I thought we'd really go for it. But mm. the team looked really slow. Couldn't get the ball to Simpson. There's a difference, I think, with Simpson looking lazy and not being able to get the ball. And I think they couldn't get the ball to him. Poor person. Poor passing, poor passing, <laughs> poor, poor first touches, and we deserve to lose today. You know, we play it along the floor in defence. So how will play it to Ambridge on the floor, and they'll play it to the right back on the floor. Jay yeah, gets punted forward, and then they just punt it forward, and they just bypass the midfield. And your midfield are the more, your, more, your most creative players, arguably. Um, Nolan, like I've said, keeps dropping too deep to get involved because he can't. And when we get the ball to him, there's a massive gap in the middle of the pitch, and Nolan becomes ineffective. And he has to turn on the touchline; doesn't seem to communicate with Nolan at all. So I don't know what's going on there because surely him and Nolan must be communicating over subs. Surely they're not all Hess's decisions because if that's the case then Hess and Tyler's the manager and Nolan isn't. Because then what's Nolan doing on a match day? Yeah. That's like me running a shop and then not being there for the most important biggest day of the year or the week. I don't get that at all. I still don't understand that. Because Hess is captain also doesn't communicate with anyone. You know, they're quite a corner down our end. And Clancy's captain should be organising that defence and organising that team. No one was vocal within that defence today. I was just looking there, just going, where's the, where's the Nathan Clark-esque character who's organising that back four? Wasn't there. Um, Clancy was poor as a whole, but most were poor, even though Clancy's been singled out the most. Uh, Lloyd James seems to be getting better, actually. It could be the missing link. could be what we need. and could be like a new signing if he starts against York, which he must. And Lloyd Nolan, James, absolutely. You would think that Nolan would be rested. But you, know, you, you just don't know, do you? Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if we revert back to four five one on um, or four four one one on Saturday, when we should be going for it because your goal difference is absolutely appalling. Yeah. You know, so they did score got... two goals though today against Plymouth. They did, but they conceded, they conceded three. three. Yeah. yeah exactly. So those were our views. So your views at Speno, zero one one said, "I give up. We have nothing. Literally nothing." Yeah, at Boatsy, Easter makes or breaks your season, and in our case, it's going to be difficult to reach the playoffs. Very poor and disappointing weekend. As Simon Bedford said, no balance, no game plan, don't play as a unit. That was an interesting. Hartlepool, you can see their game plan. Get it out to your wings, attack their fullbacks, get it into the box, get, get it into Painter. painter. Yeah. Us, long ball to Nandale Palmer. And then what? Maybe try yeah. someone will come running on and take it off. Exactly. Um, at Orient, Chris said five goals in the last eight games speaks volumes. That's abysmal. 
Fans want some entertainment, but they're getting utter turgid rubbish. <laughs> At CM Oriental says, I hate to say it, but you can't polish a turd. Be clearer and the sum are needed. Too many non-league standard players at the club. At David TH64301889, Nolan needs to drop himself. So off the pace it's embarrassing. Needs to bench himself. Can't cover the ground to play centre mid. Either bench himself, play as a centre forward, or in front of the back four. Well, Giorgio Irwin, 77, says, We tried in the first half, we crumbled in the second. Poor going forward, losing McEnough was a blow. Never looked like scoring. Is Joby McEnough that good that he's been carrying the team for the last three months? I haven't he? noticed. No, neither have I. I haven't noticed that he was, he'd had that much of an impact. Yeah, he's had an impact, but he's not literally carrying the team. Harada Martin's been sucked for the last three, four games, so I'm, I'm sure it's not been McEnough who's been winning us the last be. couple of games. No. Maybe it's just caused a massive imbalance. Yeah. Maybe he does balance yeah, good point. Good out. point. At Orient Fan TV, in big capital letters, said not acceptable. Uh, reduces back down to normal letters now. <laughs> if we want to get out of this league, we should be beating teams like Hartlepool. We need Cox in McCallum ASAP. Very good point when Dean Cox comes back. Yeah, can't wait to have Cox back to McCallum. I think we'll be back sooner rather than later. But something I noticed, and I was speaking to I think Chris on the way home about it, is that all of Hendon's signings, apart from Moore, have really started well and went off the boil massively. And so did McCallum. McCallum's been injured for six months, so he could come back like a new, could be like a new player when exactly. he comes back. Yeah. Uh, at Big John Hayes. So Clehessi can't start another game. Terrible player. James must start in the next game. Yeah, at Jeb1983 said, not a lone player in history that gives a monkeys about the club they're loaned to. Sack them all off and play the youngsters. Yeah, there's been a few calls for the youngsters. Interesting. Uh, at Gary Talbot7 says, total pony today, lopsided and no quality. At Kevin Cowlin said, you can't win a game without wit and we had none. Can't believe Payne started ahead of James. Season alive, but only just. Yeah, it is, only, it is still alive. You still know. beating. Eight games left. We can still do it. In reply, at IR Matthews FC said, I agree that James should start, but instead of Nolan, not Payne. I thought Payne buzzed around well. Yeah, I, I quite like that. And in reply, at underscore liver underscore five said, James proved when he came on he should have started. Payne only goes sideways. Yeah. But Payne does other things. He breaks up play. He done a few things ugly today. Quite well, Payne. I'm not Payne's Very biggest well. fan, but I thought Payne done a right today. I agree. Uh, at LOFC1978 said, abysmal, awful football, awful performances. Clehessi the worst, embarrassing. Serious questions about Nolan, the manager. At M0PHO said, rubbish. Clueless, we can't cross, we can't pass, and Nolan needs to sit out the next couple of games or get fit. Uh, John Mack in 1977 said, Some of the players aren't fit to wear the shirts. I have no confidence in Hessenthaler's decision making. I can't believe us fans have to put up and pay to watch this rubbish. The players have let the fans down massively. There you go, see, that comes on from what I said yeah. about the last game about Hess making the decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And Orient said, Last few matches seem not to know what they're doing. It's been very poor, it's very slow, and we're still in the playoff hunt. Just. Yeah. And Ramsden said, shambolic is the only word I can use for it today. Matt Bristow said, no invention, no tempo, no pace. Incredibly easy to set up against us. Surely James and Moore should have come on at nil one. Matt Bristow, great point. Yeah. He was, get, he was quite upset because he came down and sat <laughs> sat next to us on the opposite side. And David CS3 says, what about Nolan the player? Absolute turd. <laughs> How did he play in the Premiership a matter of months ago? It's unbelievable what Simon Sweets be getting about. Yeah, no. Who would have yeah. thought? At Nathan O. Richard said the lack of fight from all is a disgrace. Team not galvanised by anyone. No leaders at all. Don't deserve the playoffs. No leaders at all. Alludes to what you were saying about Clehessi not yeah. organising. I actually think that you know we are missing the ball dream. 
We could be missing the Baudry. You know, where he comes in. Yeah, and, yeah. But then he can go a bit quiet as Mate, well. we're missing Nathan Clark. Never replaced. Yeah. Never replaced. Hey, Gould Howards, get what you deserve. No passion and no urgency. Is there really a playoff place up for grabs? Question mark. Hashtag so disappointing. Yeah, at 05 Callum 97, as if we dropped six points to Hartlepool. <laughs> Jay Pittle says Clehessi gets into the right position to put in several crosses. However, not one is delivered with any quality. Frustrating. That's the worst thing, because Clehessi gets into the good positions. At one point, he'd done his man. He sent his man flying out the On way. The, of the box. And then he had about four seconds, and you're like, Sean. Shoot. Find someone's head, mate. You've got so much time. And he rushed it and he hit the first defender. <laughs> Says all you need to, to, yeah. to know about that, really. Lubear84 said, utterly disappointing, not good enough for a playoff place, can't beat a relegation battle. Can't. Hashtag abysmal. Yeah, at Samuel LOFC97 says, don't think I've seen a more heartless and gutless performance from Orion. It's absolutely shocking from the word go. Yeah, sorry, that should have said, can't beat a relegation battle team. There's a lot of words that keep cropping up in this, like gutless, no leadership, heartless. I mean, those are words that you do not want to see about your football team. Yeah, absolutely. At Samuel... No, had that one. No, sorry, at Unexpected Item Zero said, pitiful display, slow, predictable, scrappy rubbish, never looked like scoring, bye-bye playoffs. Well, at DJC, ABC says, a team capable of one-touch forward-looking play, so why didn't they employ that? There you go. At Lee Holland, 37 underscore. Diabolical performance today. Didn't look like a team that wanted to win. Classy needs to go. Vince Howard, 73. It's a bit what you said. If no one thought his performance was okay and oh. unsurprising, the rest of the team was shocking. Not setting the benchmark. Is that what you said? Yeah, I didn't even... Yeah, I, I write my comments straight yeah. after the match, so just so that we don't, I don't get plagiarism yeah. comments. At Ian Manny Rennie John said, Taxi for Sean Classy. Not good going forward. Backwards or sideways, complete dross who hasn't had a good game for months. Well, at Darren underscore Burroughs says, this team is rubbish, in a rubbish division and can't wait for it to end now. Yeah, at MB Quain said, we have possibly the best striker in League 1 stroke 2 in Simpson, but can't play to Nolan's tactics. Results wasn't great under Hendon, but the O's play good football. Nolan's tactics are basic route 1. Football has moved on. Wow. At Wadsey, he said, Kevin Nolan beginning to sound like Ian Hendon with excuses and phrases. Says it all when the whole team have to rely on one missing player. At Sandcast 9, Payne said Payne spent the game pretending he was an air traffic controller. If he'd only spent less time pointing and more time passing. I've noticed he does like to point a lot. At Paul Crouchman <laughs> said, so disappointed. Hartlepool made us look so average. We seem to run out of ideas when we go 1-0 down. No width whatsoever. Poor. At London Nut, those two Easter performances really show how much we are missing. At Dean, uh, how we are missing at Dean underscore seven Cox. Need him back to have any playoff hopes. Yeah, Leighton's Orient said, I don't get Simpson, 20 plus goals, looks dangerous in the penalty area, but most of the game he plays 35 yards from goal. At O's Fan Basing, best youth team for ages, but nowhere near the team, main players unavailable, so bring back the failed lot. Sad. Yeah, that's a very good point there. So he's saying, don't play with the same old players who never get anywhere. Go yeah, with youth. Go with new, yeah. At TCW 0101, says we are just another team, a fixture on someone else's calendar. Yeah, at Len M4, we've lost our fear factor. Teams are coming to Brisbane Road knowing they can get points. This shouldn't happen at all. Yeah, at Bendy Bollard, there's no penetration at all. Every game is like a fronty with safe, simple passing. Can't believe we are so near the playoffs. Credit to Hartlepool today. They were slick and confident. Definitely one of the better teams we've seen at Brisbane Road. I thought they were very good, actually. Yeah, they were. 
At Janet Jan Biggs, 48, said diabolical, very simple. I think that's a very good tweet to end it on. Yeah. Um, so thanks for all the tweets we had. Obviously, we can't use all of them. We use what we can. Although it might seem like we have. Yeah, no, we haven't. Because there was just yeah. so many. But all, all make great points and all, yeah. all help to make it a, it's a balanced podcast. So prediction league update. So only one correct predictor again today. Gotta be careful when I say this. At Boggs Dollocks one. So he was correctly predicted two on the pool, so he gets three points in our prediction league. So well done, Bill. At Boggs Dollocks one tweeted after uh, he won, saying, after seeing our team, the O's bit was easy. It was just a heart pool, but it was difficult. Wow. I don't get that. So he knew we'd lose, didn't I? Just, it was just what the score oh, was. Right, okay. So uh, how does that leave the table? Glad you asked. So table <laughs> as it is. So at Jane Crane is first. At Wadsey and Pillar Oriental in joint second with at Strop underscore O and GeForce underscore Ship in third. All others are close behind and the prediction league is still there to So one. please get in touch and vote. We need to make it more exciting. Well, yeah. It's gonna at the moment results are so unpredictable, it's hard to get them. Yeah. So, Positives and negatives? Yep. Yeah, I'll do positives then. Joby's back for York. Yep. Um, assuming he's not jet lagged, York should be because they drew one all on Saturday. I what think the reggae boys? They drew oh, okay. one all. Yeah, and their next game must be tomorrow as well. Okay. Um, York should be three points. Famous last words. <laughs> and considering we, you can see we're scratching for for positives this week. Considering we dropped six points over Easter, it's amazing we are still in the shout with the playoffs. Absolutely. So you know, on the next podcast, if we win our next two games or win the next game, we could be back in the playoffs. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So yeah. negatives. We lost two. We lost our two Easter games, which is never good. One to a promotion rival. A second negative. We're now outside the playoffs, which we were anyway. Uh, and the last negative conceded three goals in the last two games and not scored so those are the negative so next week's fixtures just the one fixture uh, this week coming up York away on Saturday so York lost today 3-2 to Plymouth and are 23rd in the league 7 points from safety they have an absolutely abysmal goal difference so they can score but they also can concede and um, do and do so although so although no games are dead certs this is a game we should, and we. I'd say we have to win. This Every game now is a have to win game. Yeah, I would say look have at, to look win at it. You go some, some are must, and some are have, and this is both. This is both for me. Yeah, no, absolutely, um, totally agree. Every game now is a is a is a must win. Yeah, a must get a positive result from. So it's been a bit. Dis- it's been a disappointing Easter for Orient with two losses, three goals conceded, and no goals scored. Although Easter presents a massive. This opportunity, we are only two points from the playoffs. Kevin Nolan needs to get back, uh, the confidence back in the team and quickly to rescue our season. Yeah, so that's it. So thank you for joining us for episode 66. We try not to be too depressing and we hope you had a good uh, Easter. Sorry that it is, guys. Yeah, so we'll be back with episode 67 next week uh, as normal with all the information and views that you could ever need. And who knows, we could be speaking about Norwich <coughs> win and we could be saying we're back in the playoffs, but... It's been an unpredictable season, but our fingers are crossed. If you are going, safe journey to York. Leave yes. in plenty of time. Yep, give us a tweet on your journey. Let us know how you're getting up there. And let us know if you're listening to the podcast on the way up and how you get in. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Uh, so, until next week. Yep, as we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. Up the O's. Here's a little song I wrote. Might want to sing it note for note, don't worry, be happy. In every life we have some trouble, but when you worry you make it double, don't worry, be happy, don't worry, be happy now.